0: A and a Drag Queen Survive the End of Days by Hannah Manikowski Episode 1, Chicken Farming Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. But if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great. And would suffice. Some bullshit by Robert Frost, who never would have survived the apocalypse anyway. It had nearly slipped by us all together, like a Sunday evening or the last few hours of a cross-country road trip. Those moments spent in numb liminality, the ones in which we simultaneously exist and cease to exist. There was a time when we had all placed our bets on fire or ice, but against all expectation, the end of days came not with a dramatic send-off, but instead enveloped in a blanket of overcast days that lapsed into tepid nights and back again, a bloom of gray, nondescript, teetering even uncomforting. We stopped getting out of bed. We stopped going to work, stopped feeding ourselves... Like a train after the conductor pulls the brake, we eked forward for a while on screeching wheels, a result only of inertia, of our bodies not knowing what to do other than what we had always done. And then we crept to a halt. With a sigh of relief, or sometimes without a sound at all, we collapsed in on ourselves. Billions of people evaporated. No bodies, no dust, no trace. The ultimate, all-encompassing exhale. Stagnation. We all stopped.
1: Are you waxing poetic on the general state of affairs again?
0: Well, almost all of us. Dirk slinks behind the counter with a grace that seems incongruous with his size. A mass of flesh, like suspended gelatin, but somehow he glides... His presence catapults me out of my head and back into my body, back into the swanky hotel ballroom where the months of custodial neglect are only just now beginning to show. There's an accumulation of dust, a broken window, a pile of trash and empty bottles, our own doing. Dirk pulls a bottle of pink Moscato from the shelf without bothering to face me.
1: Stop me if you've heard this one before. A dyke and a drag queen... Walk into a bar.
0: Yeah, okay. What bar?
1: Oh, any bar. But let's say... the bar inside the husk of the establishment formerly known as the St. Regis, Atlanta. May she rest in peace. Got it. So they walk into the bar, and the bartender says... And the bartender says...
0: (sighs) What does the bartender say, Dirk? Dirk?
1: Nothing. Obviously. He's fucking dead. Want a glass? Wait. Too late. Don't answer that. I already made you one. And it's Dynamo. Not Dirk.
0: I can't keep up.
1: I'm in drag.
0: Just your face. But you slept in it, so I didn't think that counts.
1: Well, it counts. Now sit up, buttercup. Drink your wine.
0: I blink my eyes open and prop myself up on my elbows, adjusting to the room, to the light streaming in from outside. It's funny. Without electricity, the world inside doesn't necessarily seem darker. The world outside just seems blinding. Intolerable, almost. A year ago, this place would have astounded and intimidated me. I would have stepped inside and felt immediately like I didn't belong. But nowadays... The ballroom is what's out of place. In the days following the end of the world, decadence just seems gaudy. The marble floors polished for no one. The Swarovski crystal chandeliers glittering for no one. The velvet curtains hung over impractically tall windows, obscuring us from the view of no one. Pure excess. Maybe it always was. Why do you keep doing it? I look Dynama over. The caked-on foundation, cracked and smeared. The smudged lipstick. The mascara in a particularly rough state on the left, indicative of which side of the pillow she'd laid her head on last night. But I can't deny it. She's glowing all the same. She holds her head as if she were immaculate. The makeup, the drag. Who's it for?
1: If Dynama is the only person I can keep alive... I damned well better keep her alive. Kitty? Kit. What?
0: Kit. I hate it when you call me Kitty. We've been over this.
1: Touchy.
0: I call you Dynama. You can call me
1: Kit. How do you feel? Are you hungover?
0: I don't know. I always feel hungover nowadays. Even when I'm drunk, I feel hungover. The whole world feels hungover, like the entire planet is recovering from a long night out or something, and we're the sickness she couldn't quite purge from her system, the lingering headache, you know?
1: I do not entertain morbidity. You want something stronger? A martini, maybe?
0: No, God no, that's maybe the last thing I want, but thanks.
1: Suit yourself. Shit. I left my cold cream in the other room. And if I leave this shit on much longer, I'll have more blackheads than you can count.
0: It's not politically correct, you know. The drag. It's sexist.
1: Honey, politics died months ago. Let it go. Live a little.
0: Sorry. Cynicism is my dynamo. Gotta keep her alive, I guess.
1: No. That's one bitch you'd be better off killing. Alcohol removes makeup, yeah? It's an astringent, right? Is that the right word?
0: I am not the person to ask that question.
1: You see anyone else around to ask? Fuck it. I'm trying it. Where is a clean rag? Ah!
0: I look at her. Dynamo transforming back into Dirk. I tried to envision how this moment would have occurred months ago. Would it have been a private affair? A sacred and personal moment of rehabilitation following an evening of drinking and performing? Or would it have been a communal event, shared over laughs with fellow queens in some makeshift dive bar dressing room? Either way, she seems robbed of something now. A plucked peacock. After all, I'm a lousy audience. Quiggish lesbian with no appreciation for a perfect contour. I can barely even keep up with the lingo.
1: All right, muffin. Dirk is back in business. Clean faced, fresh, and free. Welcome.
0: Okay, question.
1: Answer, you go first.
0: You can have anything in the world, and you can have it right now. What is it? What do you pick? Fuck. I don't know. Because I know. No contest. I'd want, like, a whole bucket of fresh fries from McDonald's. Or maybe Wendy's. Oh my god, I'm salivating just thinking about it.
1: Seriously? Fries? There isn't anyone you'd bring back?
0: And worry about another mouth to feed? Hell no. It's hard enough as it
1: is. It's not that bad.
0: Not yet. But it's only the start. Six more months and the sewers will flood. The city will be drenched. We'll have to relocate somewhere... rural. Learn how to farm or something. Shit, I don't know. But we won't be able to stay in Atlanta, bouncing around bougie hotels and raiding convenience stores for baked beans and Twinkies. Assuming we make it six more months, who's to say?
1: We'll make it. We'll be fine.
0: Having a farm might be nice. I've always wanted to raise chickens. Seriously, I mean that. I never liked living in the city. When I was younger, I always wanted to be somewhere else. I hated the sounds of traffic at night. The car horns scared me. Every time. I never got used to them. But I don't know. Maybe that's just how it is.
1: All right. Yeah. We have our farm, and you've got your chickens. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Do you think we have a duty to repopulate the Earth or, like, whatever? Because I can track us down a turkey baster if that's how this has got to go down, Kit. No. Sorry? Too far?
0: No, it's not that. It's... Well... I've thought about it, and no. I think it's just... I think we should bow out gracefully. I think... Listen, sometimes I think about, did you ever learn about the rapture? I think about it sometimes, the rapture, and I think about this, about us, and the parallels are. I think sometimes that this wasn't an accident. I think that we are here maybe as a punishment. I don't know what for, I don't know why it's us or why it's only us, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense that everyone else is gone, that they all just drifted away like they wanted it, like they were in on some big fucking secret and here I am and here you are and that has to, it can't mean nothing. Shh.
1: Oh kitten, if only the world were so just, if only God were punishing us. Kit, Dolly, we aren't Vito Corleone, We're goddamn Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. This isn't vindication, angel. This is abandonment. We weren't the chosen, but what's really insulting is that we weren't even the damned. And honey pie, the only thing worse than being sent to hell is being left in purgatory. What a drag. If you ever meet God, punch that cunt in the teeth for me.
0: Jesus Christ fuck what do you even do with that oh god damn it you're so fucking right
1: what do you do same thing you do anytime you aren't invited to a party you throw a better one you turn purgatory upside down you fuck shit up and when it's all been sufficiently fucked you move to the countryside and raise chickens i suppose
0: God fucking damn it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you're stuck here with me. This is such a sick joke. I'm so tired. I wish I died with them. I wish I had the guts to end it now. Christ, this is so pathetic. I don't know why I'm doing
1: this. Stop it. Stop that. You're not going to kill yourself and leave me. You know why, Kit? Because I do not want to raise chickens. And when those sewers flood, I will not know how to raise chickens. So do not apologize for being the person who's in this with me, because without you, in six months time, I would run clean out of baked beans and Twinkies and be washed away with the sewer sludge, farmless and chickenless. So shut up and stop the sniffles. You need a tissue. No, no. Thank you. How about that martini? Still no. A joint? We can smoke on the roof.
0: (sighs) Yeah, actually, that sounds nice. Great. I'm still not repopulating the earth with you, though.
1: Thank you. I couldn't be responsible for the queer catastrophes we would spawn. We'll stick to chickens.
0: Chickens it is.
1: Kit? Do you think we're the only ones? What? You know what?
0: No. No, we are not the only ones. No, there are others. Shit. I know. I know. How many? Fuck, I can't say. But it doesn't... It doesn't make sense that the only two people to make it would just happen to be in the same city. Just happen to raid the same gas station at the same time. Unless it was a miracle.
1: I'm not above believing in miracles.
0: What, a miracle granted to us by the same God who left us here?
1: A statistical miracle. To think there are others freaks me the fuck out. Isn't that bizarre?
0: No. It frightens me too. It keeps me up at night. It's lonelier somehow?
1: Infinitely so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I can almost handle it if we're the only ones. Then it's like, who cares, right? Do what you want, and then we die, and that's that. But if there are others, a network of stranded orphans, some worse off than us without anyone, like feral animals, it's like how I used to think about aliens, you know? Outer space is so vast, and I always knew, well, yeah, there has to be something else out there. We can't be the only ones. That doesn't add up. Maybe I took for granted how small the world was before. Everything was interconnected, overlapping, accessible. Now Atlanta is a planet all its own, and the rest of it, it's the universe. It's the cosmos, condensed. And suddenly there's this weight, this sense of accountability to reach out, to make contact. How long has it been?
1: I stopped counting the days weeks ago. I'd say... Shit. Four months?
0: Yeah, okay. That sounds right. Four months. And we've never even touched on the subject until now.
1: Sometimes getting by is all you can do. You can't put the weight of the world on your shoulders. It'll crush you.
0: But the weight of the world is on our shoulders, whether we put it there or not. I think about it like that weight used to be distributed over the shoulders of seven billion people. Now it's just us, whoever's left. There's not more weight necessarily, but it's heavier. There's more for us to carry because there are so few of us to carry it.
1: To what end, though, Kit? You said it yourself. We are Mother Earth's cystic acne.
0: Okay, well, that's not quite what I said. I am
1: paraphrasing.
0: Anyway, we are, and I stand by that. But I don't know, it's just I think for that very reason we should hold tighter to each other in these last days. At least go out on a good note. Redeem our species in so far as we can.
1: This altruism is a new look for you.
0: Yeah. I don't know, I just... I just want to get high, I think.
1: I'm going to stop by my room, grab the weed, and moisturize my face. Substituting cold cream with hard liquor was perhaps not my shining moment. Oh, and Kit, the chicken farming is not the only thing you have going for you as an accidental life partner.
0: Yeah, well... Probably cracks the top five list in terms of desirable traits I possess. Roof in five?
1: Roof in five.
0: (sighs) And he leaves. And I'm alone. And I resist the urge to melt back into the floor. To let Dirk get high enough to forget about me for the night to shut my eyes and pretend that my particulate matter has broken apart and drifted into the ether infinite but imperceptible everywhere and nowhere fire and ice such an American conception of the end big ideas and you can imagine how they'd hurt a sharp pain quick and exciting not like this nothing like this dull perpetual aching In the end, we didn't succumb to catastrophe, but numbness. It was the numbness all along. A Dyke and a Drag Queen Survive the End of Days is created by Hannah Manikowski in collaboration with Carly Johnson. The voice of Kit is Amanda Ripley. The voice of Dirk is Joshua Christian Wyatt. Sound and mixing provided by William Lowe.